the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that you are strengthened and transformed by God's Word today. Are you ready? Let's get into the Word as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast. I'm responsible for my heart. So I get in this Word, God help me, to help me get the unforgiveness out, to help me get the bitterness out, help me get some of the stupid out. So that God's word can do its work. Not that I merit God's word doing the work. No, it, it's just get out of the way so the word can do it. Do you understand what, what I'm saying? It's not if I'm good enough, God can or God will. It's listen, Lord, I, I don't want any hindrance in me so you can freely do what only you can, can do. Were you able to follow me on that? Okay. He said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Listen, you don't need an advanced degree to understand how God's kingdom works. If you can understand agriculture, you can understand basically everything you need to understand about God. If you just understand the seed. And in verse 27, Jesus goes on. Again, he's likening the whole kingdom to the seed. And by the way, the Bible says that creation expresses uh, the, 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 not only the counsel of God, but, but it expresses the infinite nature and, 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 and the, the, the ways of, of God. God expresses himself by things that are innate. That's why Jesus went to nature to describe things of the kingdom because his invisible qualities, this is what I'm trying to say, his invisible qualities and attributes, Romans says, are, are shown through which it, what is created. So he says, my kingdom is, is like something I gave you guys down there. And if you get that, you'll get my kingdom. And if you plant the seed and, and you should sleep by night and rise by day. See, all God wants us to do is get his word planted in our hearts and for us to go about living. And let the power of the seed, the power of God's word, do its own work in its own time because faith in God includes faith in his timing. Let me use an example. In the first service, I said it was fourth grade, but it could have been fifth. I just remember I was living uh, in Long Island, New York at this time. And, and I think it was Mr. Griffith, but I had him for two years. I didn't repeat it, but I had him for two years. Uh, <laughs> but I'm guessing it was fourth grade. 
But what, what, what he did, one of the school projects was, uh, you know, we were to, you know, watch seeds grow. And I don't remember what we were learning in the book. But um, what we did is the whole class got the clear cups and we taped our names onto the cup. And one said Derek. And uh, I put my seed in, the whole class put the seed in. And, and for I don't know how long it was, it might have been a week or so, we were watering these seeds. And um, everyone else, you know, was lining up to go out for recess, um, but I hung around. And uh, this is why I needed salvation, by the way. Uh, because I'm like, how do I know that my seat is working? So I went in there, put my finger in there secretly to dig the seat up. And I did see a little, you know, little, little roots and all the rest. I put it back in. But in a week or so, when everyone else had their plant germinating, I just had dirt. I didn't tell the teacher. But I was like, what's wrong with the seed? What? This ain't fair. But see, the problem is we don't trust the process. Y'all got, I can feel that. Y'all got that. I don't know if the 830 got it this early, but you got that. And we're constantly, you know, pulling up our seed because we, we don't see the results. And maybe if I go over here, it'll be different. Maybe if I go over here, it'll be different. You need to submit the process. Give it time. The seed will work. It worked for everyone else's seed but mine because I kept moving it. And I'm going to look this way as I say this. And sometimes we go from relationship to relationship, wondering why it ain't working. Because we keep pulling the doggone thing up. We don't get no roots, so we don't get no real fruit. First sign of problem, we're out of there. Y'all, yeah, now y'all rethinking that clap. <laughs> like, I was clapping until he said all that. I'm almost there. I won't torture you much longer. He said, you sleep by night and rise by day. Just go about your business. You get saved, you get in this word, you just keep coming to church. You just keep hearing the word. You, you go to Wednesday night, you, you get a, a Bible study habit. Y'all had all these other habits before you came to Christ. Why don't you get a Bible reading habit? Get a Bible reading habit and, and get the word in your heart and give God something to work with to get in your soul. And the seed, the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. You see, it's just recently, thousands of years after Jesus spoke this parable that we know anything about DNA. Back then they had no idea how the seed did what the seed did. And if God gives us another hundred years, man, we'll, we'll know stuff and be like, DNA, I mean, that's so primitive. I mean, you, you guys knew, 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 knew nothing. We will never understand all the details about how God does things. But we got to learn to trust the process. Just do your part and let the results take care of themselves. This is the only thing I've really done my whole adult life since meeting Jesus. Is the only people ask me something like, what's the secret of your ministry? This is all I've done my entire career. 
It's just do my part and let the results take care of itself. If I quit on the process, I quit on the results. And there will be a season nobody will see anything. It's all about the root. And then there'll be another season. You'll, you'll see a little something, but, but it's just a fragile sprout. It don't look like a whole lot. And then there'll be another season where you see the, the head of the corn, but it's still not, you know, the head of the wheat, but it's still not wheat that you can fully eat. But then finally will come that season where you get the full head, but I got ahead of myself. Let, let's take a look. For the earth yields crops by, by its what? Self. If we would just stay plugged in. Jesus said it this way, if you abide in my word and my word abides in you, you will ask what you will because you're going to want what I want if we stay that close together. You hear what I'm saying? I've been married to this woman for some time. It's so good I stopped counting. That's what it is. See, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I had a friend, I had a friend, he said, somebody asked him how long he was married, he said, uh, 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 10 years, I think it was like 59 days and three hours. Person looked like, sound like you're doing time. <laughs> so I'm not doing time, honey, I, I just, you know. the earth yields crops by itself. You see, the growth doesn't come from the farmer, but from the seed. First, first, the blade. This is how faith works. It first takes root, but what you see is small, what you see is fragile, and it doesn't look like much. Somebody say we live on levels, but arrive on stages or in stages. We must not, and this is part of the import of what I'm trying to say to you today. We must not only have patience in God. We must also have patience in ourselves. Yeah. You couldn't expect chapter 15 results with Abraham in chapter 12. And some of you are beating yourself up because you're not like somebody else and da 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 you cannot have chapter 15 results if you're only in 12 you got to go through your process and your journey going to be a little bit different than the next person's journey I said this in the first service it bears repeating but I'm almost there you know years ago when my kids were still in high school some folks felt that I should require of my kids certain things that they should only require of me. My kids weren't even sure who they were yet, much less who God was. They, they had a sense of God, and, and yes, they came to the, the, the altars, they were baptized, and they, they believed, but it wasn't full grown in their soul. And you can't put that type of pressure on a baby. So I let my kids be kids. I was the bishop of the church. So expect bishop stuff from bishop, 
But when I was a child, I spoke like a child. Children stuff from children. So, yeah, I can tell y'all not so sure what to think about what I'm saying. The reason I think my boys love the Lord are in church. Because I let them move at their rate. And yes, when they went to college, I think they lost their minds. But it was their journey, their story. My God had to become their God. You know, when you're a kid, you got to do what your parents say. And if they go to church, you go to church. That's the way it ought to be, okay? Okay? But at some point, it got to become sure God. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. Visit our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV to watch this teaching in its entirety. We'll be right back with the completion of this message. Are you a Christian leader, entrepreneur, or lifelong learner seeking to unlock your leadership potential? Dr. Derek Greer's Renaissance Leadership Network provides you with biblical principles and practical life lessons from top leaders, influencers, and experts across the world. It's time to remove limitations and start seeing world-class measurable results in your ministry, business, or otherwise. Go to rlnleadership.com and register for our next free monthly leadership session. That's rlnleadership.com. Now, back to the message. Dr. King was, one of his speeches, he was talking about, he got this terrible phone call, and, um, you know, it was a life threat, you know, and all that, and. You no, know, he woke him up, and his, his wife was sleeping, his little girl was sleeping, and, uh, you know, he was looking for courage and encouragement, and he was like, what am I going to do? So he poured himself a cup of coffee. He's like, well, maybe this will, you know, steal my soul. And he realized in that moment he couldn't call his daddy. His daddy was in Atlanta. I think he was in Montgomery. I, don't, I, don't, I, I think that's where he was. But in that moment, he said, I had to call on that one my daddy used to talk about. And you got to let your child get to the place that they for themselves call on the God you've been calling on. And it takes a, it takes a process. And, and just like you had to go through to get to where you are, your child's going to go through some things to get to where he needs to go, to, to, call him, to call your God his God and own it for himself. I'm, I'm almost there. So first the blade, then the head. But the process is not over even when you have the head. After that, the full grain in the head. The, the grain ripens and mature, but you must stay in the soil and stick with the process. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Now listen, I'm going to need just probably three more minutes here. After all the years of God speaking to Abram, by this point, I think he's at least 80. So he's been talking to him at least 10 years. Finally, it was harvest time. Up to this point, it was hokey pokey. And a lot of us, it's been hokey pokey. But today, God wants you to graduate to genuine faith. Okay, I'm going to read Genesis 15, 6. And if you get this, you understand everything that I have been teaching. And you already understand 
most of the New Testament. It says, after he pulled him out of his tent, looked up to the sky, so shall your descendants be. It says, and Abram believed in the Lord. No more in and out, shaking all about. When God got him outside his tent, outside his mental box, things finally clicked in his thinking and Abraham received an assurance that he could not explain. And finally in that moment, he rested the full weight of his personality on the God who promised. Not in his own body, not in his own circumstance, but completely on the God who promised. And again, not just on the promise, but the God who promised. Now watch this. And this, this is the big point. And he accounted it to him for righteousness. This is big. If Abraham was already righteous, why would God need to credit righteousness? Why would God have to credit his account something he already had? He accounted it to him for, again, his faith made him righteous, not his righteousness. Obeying the God who guarantees blessings to the deserving is different from believing the God who promises blessing to the undeserving. Abraham obeyed God and left Ur the Chaldees. So he believed in the righteousness of God in that if I obey God, he will reward me because God is just. But finally, he got to the place of saving faith. Not just faith that God is a certain way, but faith in a God that saves because he recognized in himself he could not produce seed. God promised that all the nations of the earth would be blessed through his seed. The Messiah would come through his loins. That's right. So when he believed that the Messiah would come through his loins, God accounted that to him for righteous. But here's the problem. He's too old and mama's too old. He had no ability in himself all he could do was believe. Let me say this again. Obeying the God who guarantees blessing to the deserving is different. Start where you are. And many of you believe that we will give an account. But that's not the same as believing a God who promises blessing to the undeserving. Salvation is God blessing the undeserving. Salvation is not you getting good enough, you finally make it in. God doesn't grade on the curve. Salvation is while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. When I was an enemy of God in my heart and in my mind, he loved me. When I was on the garbage dump of life, as Ezekiel says, no one washed me. 
No one salted me. No one cut my navel. navel. God walked by and said, boy, you will live. Just like he called the stars by name. He called me by name. Not based on my merit. Not based on my ability. Not based on my perfection. Not based on me getting everything right. But because he got everything right. Because the good God, a loving God, a merciful God. My salvation does not depend on me. If my salvation depends on me, I'm not sure I got it. I mess up everything. My salvation depends on him. You may have to listen to this piece over to get it in your heart. But we will never know the righteousness of Christ until we have no righteousness of our own. But understanding this, as it was with Abraham, is a process. So some of us have genuine faith that has sprung up. And, uh, you know, it's a blade. But the faith God wants is the full kernel in the head. Where you recognize your salvation is not based on your tithing. It's not based on your church attendance. It's not based on what you did or didn't do last night. It's based on what Jesus did at the cross. The reason I tithe, the reason I behave at night, the reason I come to church is to celebrate what he's done to honor him, to salute him for saving me when I was a wreck. What I do is out of gratitude, not out of me trying to earn something. It's my way of saying, thank you, Jesus, for giving me this body, so I'm going to try to use it right. Thank you, God, for giving me this money. I'm going to try to sow it right. Thank you, God, for giving me these relationships, so I'm going to forgive and I'm going to let go and I'm going to love. And I'm going to do that to show you gratitude and When you live a life with a thank you, everything shifts and everything changes. I've already had you too long, I pray. Give God a hand, clap that. Yeah. Come on, give him a hand, clap. I waved my palm. I lost my palm, but dear God, thank you, Jesus, for going into Jerusalem, dying for my sins on the cross, taking that beating. Hallelujah. They nailed you. They mocked you. They scorned you. They made fun of you. They wagged their heads at you. You bled. You laid your, you, 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 you let your head go down and you died. Then they pissed you in your side. But it didn't stop there. On the third day, you got back up again. Why? Because you were not worthy of death. You bore our sin. You bore our punishment. You bore our shame. And, and the empty tombs prove that God accepted your sacrifice. And God, we are grateful for your goodness, loving us and keeping us while we were sinners, Christ die and we wave and give you all the honor and all the glory for what you have done. Give God a rousing hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm going to do two things. And for both, I'm going to need you to lift your hand. There are folks in this room that need the Savior. 
You, you, you don't want to go to God based on your works. Uh, you, you just, I don't care who you are, you, you will never measure up. You do not deserve God's heaven. No, 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 no. That, that, that's entitlement. You know what you did. Come on, you're going to really think you deserve a room in God's house. This is God's house. Impeccable, spotless. The eternal God, invisible God, only wise God. God who's never made a mistake. God who's never sinned, never erred, never even had a false motive. If you went to heaven the way you are, you'd mess heaven up. That's why we got to be changed. That's why we got to be born from above so we can fit in when we get there. So the last thing I'm going to do, there may be people in this room, you need a savior. You know you need Jesus. You've been pushing it off, pushing it off, but it's kind of haunting you and you, and, and, and you just it keeps coming, it keeps coming. Surrender. Let the peace of Christ rule. Let it direct you. Right now, every head bowed, every eye closed. If in this moment you want to come to Jesus, or perhaps you want to come back to Jesus, maybe you had to put your roots down, but then you pulled them up. But let me tell you something, God knows how to fix things you break. And probably if I would have prayed about that plan I messed up, you know, God, God would have fixed it. God can fix everything you break. You've been listening to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer. Join us next time as we continue this teaching. We pray that God's word has equipped you to think big, do big, and live big in a way that your life overflows and blesses those around you. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org salvation. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. It's with the help of folks like yourself that Derek Rear Ministries can bring God's life-changing and impactful gospel to over 100,000 people around the world each week. Please consider partnering with Derek Rear Ministries to help spread God's message even further via radio, television, and the internet. Getting started is easy. Go to DerekGreer.com. That's DerekGreer.com. And select the green Donate button at the top right of the screen. Thank you and God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.